Hello, hello, hello. Whoa. <laughs> Welcome to the fabulous, adventurous, wondrous Ooh. TOVG podcast. I That's us. have cold symptoms. Okay. Oh, really? We also have Jimmy and Matt. Like, uh, I... the, the gang's all here again after a yeah. week where it wasn't. <laughs> we were in J-Pan. Yeah, return from the glorious Nippon. Yeah. I, I, I returned with a, a souvenir. My, I, I think I can still talk from my diaphragm okay. But if I talk regular, I sound super nasally. Mm. It's not you clear. sound fine. You sound good. Ah, uh, yeah, but in a few minutes, my sinuses might close up, and it's like been an issue. I've been like waking up in the middle of the night, mouth breathing, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, yeah, describe <laughs> it. Describe it, man. Our listeners will love that. So, Do that uh, nice cough that you did last you, time too. You know that like feeling where your head is heavier because you know mm. your nose is full of gunk. Mm. Yeah, yeah, tasty. Yeah, ta- mm. slurp it up. Right, nice right and coppery. Right off the back of a super chill, like super easy listening cast with with Todd and Naveed, we just come back to George's nose gunk like immediately. How how are those sweet boys? <laughs> They're doing great, and and a lot of people were like, "Yo, Chillcast was super cool." Like, we like NPR'd that shit and had it like real, like low key, and just like talked about Metroid and like it was good. Did you uh, good. guys do do news? Um, we talked about Atlas being stupid with Persona Five streaming. Yeah, That's, you can see my my glorious note there in in the, uh, the TOVG doc right at the top of the news. We got a really uh, in depth r- release date. The day I came back from home, they put out a release date for Yakuza Kiwami in August, and I made a tweet. I, there, there's this moment in Yakuza One where where text splashes on the screen that says "New objective: save the puppy," and it's like the most. <laughs> it's the best thing like it's it, it's funny it's heartwarming it's romantic and cheerful it's it's the feel-good hit of the summer and uh yeah, that's that's the same feels i got from from finishing the great plateau in zelda where it's like new objective destroy ganon like, okay. great, i'll grab my stuff <laughs> oh my god when when i get to that part in the ps4 version i'm gonna like mash the share button so hard i tweeted about it and someone was like glad it's not an atlas game and I was just like, oh, I had to look that up. I didn't know they were doing that. That defeats the whole purpose of the share button. What the hell, man? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's Persona 5 is completely blocked on PS4 share. You can't use it. That's uh weird. Yeah, Atlas is fucking dumb. I mean, I, I won't like riot in the streets over it or anything. I, I still have a capture box I can use, but it's weird that like Sony banked on this console with this like new feature of the share button in place of where a select button would usually be. It's it's a little bit of a of a risky uh, move, like like a little bit. I mean, it's a natural step, but it's still like an innovation. And then three going on four years into the cycle, we have games that are just like no, no, no yeah. step forward, no innovation. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys you guys have been in Japan. Have you played any games in Japan? Uh, uh, or me- just me- games at all? Well, you know, there there's the 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 PG games, you know, the rhythm oh. games and then there's the top of the the floor, you when, know. Yeah, the top yeah, when, of you, the, when you're not in the basement. When you're not in the ba- it's in the basement and it's on the top floor. <laughs> 
You know, so, uh, so the basement is the optional go, boss. Yeah, yeah. Optional, definitely optional. You know, they don't check IDs up there, but uh, it's it's there. It's it's there. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I brung my switch and I didn't even touch it because I was my eyes were glued to windows. My eyes, I I was just I kept going. I, are are I you sure mm. that's what your eyes were glued to at the top floor? Um, no. Uh, that's probably what kept me busy. You know, uh, I, yeah. I, I think I know now why why like in in Metal Gear Solid. One of your gadgets is is like the dirty magazine that you leave on the corridor and the guards are like, oh, what's this doing here? I'll just stop what I'm doing and not really question it and just accept it because from my homeland of glorious Nippon, there's just dirty magazines everywhere anyway. Everywhere. Porn. They don't check IDs. There's no like curtain in the way. Yeah, everywhere. Dude, we were walking by this uh, this place in, in Akihabara and it was just a bunch of dildos. Like straight up, and the oldie dildo mm. shoppy, yeah, just straight up, like lined up like a bunch of headphones and cameras, like it's straight yeah. up. Mm. I, I was like, wow, okay. Should uh, we tell them about that one porn star porn store in Akihabara where you could uh, like rent a room to to watch porn in and oh, where there's towels, like, yeah, and across the hall there's a shower and a laundry mat with towels, some some cocoa butter off to the side, yeah, yeah, or uh, moisturizing dry skin. You were in there for a while, though. I don't. I don't know what, what happened what? there. No, no. Me and me and a friend. We just poked our heads in and uh, you and topped and out a of friend. there. You, know? we <laughs> you keep just, digging the hole. <laughs> just poked. Just poked our heads in. If you know what I'm saying. And then uh, and then and then inserted ourselves from the premises. Jimmy with the cherry on the cake. <laughs> so, mm. so so Matt, I'll I, take that as a no. <laughs> I, I <laughs> on the playing games. <laughs> I have kind of sort of in, in terms of arcades been there and did that i spent some time this trip but matt on the other hand this 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 was your virginal japanese arcade experience and yes. i knew that on, on that first night we spent some time at the club sega in shinjuku or, or kabushiko to be more specifically which is just an amazing neighborhood to walk around in at night and yeah. uh, you know i think matt yeah i i think the question on everybody's mind the real hard-hitting uh, topic that everyone's burning <laughs> desire to hear about is, did you hit the lever? <laughs> no, I saw it. <laughs> Decided not to. You laid eyes on it? Yeah. laid eyes on it. Oh, where did you lay <laughs> eyes on it at? Uh, that was in, uh, whatever you guys told me to go to. I, I forgot <laughs> what that place was called. The Google coordinates? <laughs> Yes, Japan. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was like, ah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> I'm I not bothered. Bother. Yeah, you bothered for an hour. I heard. Yeah, I put one bill in the Metal Gear Solid Pachinko machine and found myself hitting the lever for the better part of an hour. <laughs> so, it, like, <sighs> the barrier for entry is ten dollars for for people who don't know. Yes, that's the smallest bill in Japan. It's it's a really big bill. Yeah. Everything else takes coins when you go lower than that $10 mark. Jesus. Wait a second. I think there's a 2,000 yen note. Yeah. That's a 20,000 yen note. Hmm. Either way, the point is, pachinko machines want a bill. And uh, and, and it's going to be a lot of money. And, yeah. and that's how 
they kind of like justify sessions both lasting long, but it's also going to be really mean if the session lasts a short time. And this is the case where the session lasted a very long time. I don't know if it was the arcade operator, I guess patchy parlor operator, or if the game itself is built like this. It does have an adjustable quote unquote, like a jillion quotation marks around it. Difficulty setting that can mm-hmm. speed things up or slow things down. But in a patchy slot game, you basically press three buttons to stop a spinning slot machine drum to uh, hopefully land on on a good spin to progress a story that's playing on a video screen above the spinning drums. And uh, last year, when I was doing my video on Pachinko, I I played like the DOA one, I I played the Girls and Panzer one, I, I played the DMC one, and they were all frustrating annoying bullshit because the idea is you basically play chances to have a video of one episode of your favorite anime played a completion or or in the case of the doa and dmc ones it was cutscenes from the game metal gear solid pachinko actually moves slower and has like worse odds and sets you back further if you get bad spins than all of the above examples mm. like on top of being an, an insultingly uh existent pachinko version of metal gear solid it's also like one of the slowest paced and most demanding and boring and repetitive of of all the patchy slot adaptations dang there's boss battles in it and whether or not you deal damage to the boss is a slot machine roll and and you can die at this boss battle from a bad slot machine roll and have to restart the story of four second loops over from the very beginning and they painstakingly recreated so many aspects of metal gear solid 3 into glorious like i don't know what resolution it is but i'm gonna call it 9 billion p there's uh (laughs) they they did everything the the sound effects are still there the original harry griggs and williams score is still there there's there's codec conversations you 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 occasionally open up to the survival viewer and have to like uh, uh, staunch and 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 stanch and 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 dance on snake wounds in the survival viewer and it's so sad because they did a really good job of like making aesthetics for this thing and and you like know that that at some point the people who were making this like really cared they were like oh man we're gonna make a remake of mgs3 <laughs> everyone's gonna love it mm-hmm. and and you just like move your eye three inches below you and see these spinning slot drums <laughs> like 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 halting whatever video is playing on the screen until you basically give the machine enough money which would take all day because when you're sitting there for one hour off of one bill like this is for old people who have nothing to do and that also makes it like triply insulting i was talking to a not a japanese guy an expat from america but who's worked in the japanese game industry for almost a decade and he was telling me like a bit of their perspective on things like pachinko to us is like a a mysterious unknown thing it it makes us mad because it means they're adapting it into something that's not for us it's never going to be for us we're never going to understand it but for japanese gamers it's as it's patronizing because pachinko's for old people it's like explicitly not for them so it's like like turning metal gear solid 3 into like metal gear solid 3 shuffleboard or metal gear solid 3 bingo night at the old folks house or or like i don't know metal metal gear solid 3 uh prune juice (laughs) <laughs> wow Bingo night. It, 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 I saw some younger people in there not a lot that means it's working 
Yeah. That means their sinister plan is coming to fruition and we're all going to die. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It, it, for people who don't know what it is to walk into one of these places, um, like, imagine the volume for your, like, music is on a one. And then as soon as you walk through the door, it goes way up to a 10. Okay, like immediately just like mm-hmm. like that gradually <clears throat> 10 then then as soon as you go deep inside it goes up to a 12 just almost unbearable really good at maybe for some music but just just this is just <laughs> Yeah, it just like gradually goes up into ins- oh my god, you will lose your hearing. The people who work yeah. there have to lose their hearing. Yeah, if they don't wear like earplugs or something. Yeah, they you have know to. how I I know I'm a weirdo is is that when I brought a couple friends to Apache Parlor to help me record Metal Gear Solid Apache slots, they were like. George, what do we do? We're going to lose our hearing if we're here. And I was just like, wait, you guys didn't bring earplugs? Like, I assumed. I, I've <laughs> spent time in these places. And, like, the common etiquette. They sell earplugs at vending machines at them. Because when you walk around, everyone has earplugs on. And, and and I just, like, realized how strange that is. When I had other people there who didn't know. And assumed that this was just going to be, like... Like like normal waking life in any other situation where you don't have to carry earplugs with you. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a bit weird. It it's almost like there's no expression. I mean, there's there's barely any any expression on some some of these dudes' face. Um, but there's this like um guy, older dude, just like playing a Apache slot next to the Metal Gear one. And he got like seven, 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 and he was playing that song. Really? Like fucking Fortuna? Yeah. And 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 then he was just sitting there like, okay. And then he like puts in another coin and <laughs> pulls the lever. Like it's just like wow. I was like, wow, this is just normal. I was like, congratulate. I'm like, oh snap, look at this dude. And this this guy's just sitting there like, yeah, okay. And then he just like pulls it again. Well, I'm yeah, like, wow. Cause, cause, like the more money you put put in, the more likely that is to happen. So it's just statistics. Yeah. So probabilities. It's 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 the cords that tie together our universe coming coming together and converging in in, in the most uh, nasty place possible. It's um, the butthole of continuity itself. It's patchy parlors. I okay. I went back to the arcade since you asked me what games I was playing. I went back to the arcade <laughs> and I've played a few things uh, like because uh, they have like a whole floor filled like it's called like game centers here um, yeah, right. over there um, in Japan and uh, there are floors for like dedicated for fighting games straight up. Mm-hmm. I um, love that genre yeah, floors it's just genre floors and you know this racing game and of course i played i got to play that that mario kart game that i love so much um whatever it's called dx something uh where you could play co-op and so it's, it's great it's a great game and Take that's pictures. why it's in jpan um then you have like you know kind of like the music floor which is actually you see some games that are just like man why don't why don't we why don't we have this it almost makes you 
not want to leave just because of this arcade because they have so many floors of different things that you could just spend hours in um and, and it seems and like that's many dollars in yeah many 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 hundred yens uh which is like a little <laughs> bit a little bit uh less than a dollar like just like a tad yeah. bit um which is which is great like all the, all dollars are just coins so you just like keep sliding them in and there's 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 uh no less supply of uh of those uh damn machines everywhere to to change your ten thousand dollar bills into nice little yen coins <laughs> but uh yeah it's um play a lot of just random fighting climax um random uh final fantasy games that were just there oh. that I, I never oh. knew existed yeah there was a dragon ball dragon ball game yeah there was a Dragon Ball game there. There's, I can't even explain it to you. It's nothing. It's nothing like the stuff here. Um, it's like almost like an uh, like for the the Final Fantasy one. It's like a an action game where you use uh-huh. two like um, almost like joysticks, like which you would use to fly a plane, but two of them, and they're uh-huh. like stiff. They they don't move. They're like stuck to the the actual like board of uh the the cabinet and you're just kind of like controlling this character you get like three moves that you can kind of um change based on your position of your character in the air or on the ground or uh in different situations and you can play as cloud and all these other characters and um it's cool and all but it's like it 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 has that same concept of like kind of uh, dynasty warriors kind of feel but except you're not just fighting random people you're fighting like these boss battles and you're like you're going through it, it's actually same... fighting other players yeah yeah oh um that game that you showed me that was like extremely fun uh was it the gun gun rail gunslinger like stratos yes yeah yeah i advocated hard for that in my video and apparently a few have cropped up in the u.s and in, in round one's Round mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. We, we, yeah. Round one, we, round one arcade. Do, do we do we have those now. in Atlanta? We actually yeah. will be getting one soon. I hope so, and I hope it's big because, damn, do I miss <laughs> it? I miss yeah. it so much. I love that game. It, it feels good. Yeah. Slapping your guns together all night. <laughs> you could press right you could be it could be your first time you like slap things together and just you feel cool doing it and like and then you kind of learn the what you need to learn to to actually dodge properly and air dodge and ah uh, it's, it's it's pretty interesting i i i wish i wish we had more more over yes. here but yeah yeah that's what <coughs> that's that's what i did i in as far as games anyway in J, in japan uh, cool. Cool. Uh, on the way back, we we stayed at my friend Colin's house for a night, and I I got to play a few hours of RE7 in VR. Oh yeah, that was really neat. It was super neato. It works very very well. I didn't get motion sickness. I didn't get frustrated at any limited mobility I had in the game. It felt very very natural, except for when it does the weird movie theater cutscenes. And everything turns to black over and over again. Yeah, there's a lot of weird fading to black and uh, the, the the superimposed movie screen suddenly appearing in front of me instead of the world itself appearing in front of me. I don't know if it was doing that for pre-rendered cutscenes that like physically 
uh, uh, phys- astrally, uh, dimensionally could not possibly be in VR, or if it's for cutscenes that they just didn't plan for you to look at different angles during the cutscenes for. I, it, it seems a little inconsistent. Like your character will be mm-hmm. like tumbling down a hill in first person, and it, you'll be totally immersed in, in the VR experience of, of maybe or not tumbling it- down a hill, but crawling under a table. And then when you tumble down the hill, when it's a cutscene that has really intense first-person movement, that's the screen floating in front of you instead. Or it's mm. not a VR game and it's just tacked on. <laughs> like I said before. Really? I mean, I, like you I, notice it so much when you're playing the regular game. Like It's like, uh, this is not a VR game. Well, yeah, I know, but it's still like a nice step up from, from just playing it with a controller on a screen in front of you. Like I, I really think I like, I like this sort of thing—the the first person adventure thing—better in VR, even if I'm using a controller and not like two wands with my hands. It for me, it's as long as they don't mess up the story, and I, I feel like I'll, you, you miss things that of the things that I what? care about anyway when you're in the VR, and. You know, there's a lot of fading the black with multiple scenes, like when she's grabbing you and like when monsters are grabbing you and stuff. And it's just like, ah, yeah, like just, just stop. Just it, just let, if you're not going to do it right, then don't do it at all. Like that, that's how I, I feel. No, and I have a I VR don't know headset. If I go that far. I, I was about to say it felt like that stuff could be easily fixed. I don't like, I don't I don't think it would be easily fixed unless they design it actually thinking that they were going to do VR with it. A sub just like kind of like, oh, okay, guess what? It's now it's with Vorpix. You can edit it in. Kind of like a like alien isolation. It's like, oh, now it's mm. all VR. Like that's kind of how it feels. You know, especially like when you're when you're looking at the the objects. When I was playing and I was looking at the objects, I was like, why is it so far away? Like it's just like such a simple thing like why is it mm. so far why couldn't i see it why do i have to go so close just to see like a pixelated version of yeah. what the object is like just little things like that just make me question like when they decided to do this vr or maybe like they went too far in development and things got like crossed i don't know something happened but it, it's it could have been so much more so much more because playing other VR games and you, you play this one, you're just like, oh, man, like there's a lot of missed opportunities here um, that could have happened. And I, I wonder if both sides of the coin, no VR and VR, got um, slashed uh, because they were trying to compensate for both, you know, um, ideas just, you know, going away because there are some slow parts in the in the game. So, but I wonder you playing it straight from VR and not just having the PC experience. I wonder if you would like, like the full experience once you finish it. No, no, I I like decided long ago, I'm only going to play it in VR. Like that'll be my first playthrough. I mean, my second playthrough might be without VR, but, but that's what I want my first impressions of this to be. (laughs) Just just do it all in VR. Just a VR review. You might you just go fully deep because it might it might ruin some of the fun for you. That that'll just be a George problem. Yeah, <laughs> and then you whine, then you complain about it, and then we can all talk about how you don't like fun. 
<laughs> we, they didn't do this properly. They didn't do this properly. But it's so good. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, what do you got? Uh, well, I have played this week the game that everybody's been waiting for. The moment you've all been waiting yeah, for. Jim Sterling loved it. I heard <laughs> he was he was over harsh, but I uh, I mean he Jim Sterlinged, which is like what can you expect him to do other than be himself? Um, I played ukulele. Uh, I played about six-ish hours, six or seven hours That's of it. That's a good sampler. Yeah. You, um, you should be able to I, tell I, by then. I, I do want to play more. Um, so take that for what it's worth. But I will say I'm caught in a weird spot with with ukulele because, first of all, I think the introduction, first like hour and a half of the game is trash. Like... I, I played an hour and a half session Oof. to start it, and I was like, this is terrible. Like, I was so frustrated. At one point, I actually said out loud, I understand why he gave it a 2 out of 10. <laughs> but, like, you get past that. Like, the big problem with the intro is, first of all, shitty tutorials. Like, Jesus Christ, everybody. It's 2017. The target audience for ukulele is people who liked Banjo-Kazooie. So those people are like mid-20s to mid-30s at mm. least, right? Yeah. So they're not fucking infants. <laughs> like, when you're sitting on a platform that's moving forward and there's like, there's a gap or there's a, a wall in front of you and it's like too tall for you to, or like the gap is too low for you to go under. Yeah, you duck. Like, <laughs> you don't have to make a text thing that's like, while it like slowly scrolls across the bottom of the screen it's like if i hit the r button i duck and when ducking i can go under get like fuck off good good impersonation by the way thank you props um props yuka yuka's voice thing is actually the only one that doesn't annoy the fucking shit out of me everyone else is really really annoying i wish that that there was an option (laughs) yeah but Okay, here's my problem with that. In you can skip text and those voice things uh, for the most part, <clears throat> but there are certain things like when you're buying an ability from Trouser the Snake, um, he gives you a final notice text at the end that's like, like, are you sure you want to spend your quills on this ability? And then it gives you a big yes or no prompt. But you have to listen to him say the whole thing. You can't skip that. You can't fast text it. There's no text speed options. There's no um, there's no volume options for individual things. Like your volume <laughs> options are like master volume and sound effects. <laughs> and so, like sound effects is the whole game. Like it's not just those voices. And it's like really all I want is a voice slider so I can turn them down because the annoying part is they're so loud. Yeah, like fucking. Uh. <laughs> it should have. Yeah, it should have been a Kickstarter goal. Yes, yeah, I just I'm riled up. All right, I'm not. I, I didn't even catch what you completed. Okay, so game starts off on the wrong foot, in my opinion, by giving you like a five minute cutscene to watch. Oh, like Banjo Tooie. Yeah, it it kind of like basically my gold standard for 3D 
platformer collectathons is Mario Sunshine. And Mario Sunshine did that as well. So, like, you know, whatever. Like, you, you shitty cutscene at the start, it's fine. It's your story game. Like, there's literally a part in the cutscene where it flies over, like, Shipwreck Cove and then goes to Hivery Towers, the, like, bad guy industry. And the whole thing is, like, it's, like... The bad guy is like a, a bee man and yeah. his like factory has all these like like golden like honeycomb hexagons all over it. And like while the music was playing, I was like, this is Banjo-Kazooie. Like it just like the whole thing was like, hey, remember when we had honeycombs and Banjo-Kazooie? Look, we have them in ukulele. And it's like, OK, um, the cutscene was like kind of cute. It had some it had some funny. But <laughs> after that initial thing. Like, they do too many self-referential, fourth-wall-breaking, hey, this is a video game things in that cutscene, and then they continue to do it with every conversation you have in the game. Like, the thing that confuses me about this, they do a lot of stuff like, like, the first time it was cute when, when capital B, the bad guy, is like... Make it quick with like to his like second in command. He's like, make it quick with this. I have uh, I have a tea time scheduled with the boss of World Four by this time, and it's like, ha, ah, that's kind of funny. Like, you know, for references, you're just saying World Four because like you're just totally it's a video game. But they do it all the time, and it really loses its luster after like one. Um, Ouch. And the thing that sucks about that is like, you know what that's pulled from. That's pulled from fucking Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. The one that nobody liked. The one that everyone agreed was bad and had bad writing. The only good thing about Nuts and Bolts was, like, the car building was kind of fun. But, like, all of that self-referential dialogue was not good, and that was universally agreed upon. They didn't—nobody wanted Nuts and Bolts. They wanted Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. Like— I feel like that's kind of a trap that a lot of Kickstarter nostalgia projects can get caught— up in yeah. i don't know like come to think of it shovel knight didn't do that like it, like, it did it so sparingly like it, it did it through the, like aesthetics not dialogue and well I, the only time it would like was the only time it was self-referential was the the kickstarter house the like ghost house yeah. with the portraits of everybody oh, was so good too it was yeah it was cute and then at the at the end the guy was like like I guess that's what you get for putting your money into some for like giving your hard earned cash to something that you don't even know will be good or not. And I was like, ah, because it's a Kickstarter game. But like, like, that's clever being like, like, oh, I'm selling you this move. The boss of World 2 tried to get it off me because it'll kill him. Like, that's not funny. (laughs) Like, maybe if you maybe if that's the only time you do that, but it's like it's a one note joke. So unless you are really good at laughing at the same joke multiple times in a row, it's not very funny. Um, the gameplay is like pretty all right. It, it really, it's like slow and bad until you buy trousers first three moves from world one. And then you get like, Oh, I can finally like move around freely and I have more ability to like do fucking anything. But like at the start, God, it's slow. And and fuck like uh, see I, I don't know it's if you like these if you like these kinds of if you just like genuinely genuinely enjoy like banjo kazooie donkey kong 64 like there, i i have no doubt that you'll just like this game but 
it has a lot of archaic design choices that are not things that were good about the original they're just they're just archaic reading a lot of the reviews remind me of my impressions of when i just played a bit of i am setsuna which is apparently really popular in japan but it was like great we got a cool cute little tribute to chrono trigger and and, an ff6 but it like had it it tributes to everything even the shitty stuff yeah like 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 random encounters and on on the overworld map i i don't know i feel like i'm not remembering i've i've there was something to do with like the way it handles combat that was just like completely unengaging in the modern age. And uh yeah, a, a single piano in the background with like no sound effects or beats for all the text boxes that you're plopping away. I like like not even like a as as text appears in the boxes, just just very silent. And and it's like little things like that 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 don't make or break the genre, but at least like have improved the quality of life over the years that that sometimes these things tend to gloss over. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to come off as hypercritical because I actually, like I said, after a certain point, I started to enjoy it. Um, it's just like a culmination of so many things, like the character designs and models in Yuka are like very hit and miss. But like, I love Yuka, the chameleon. Laylee is kind of cute. But like, you get to people like, fucking uh, what's her name uh there's like there's like a cloud well there's two like cloud people in the first world and they are ugly as sin like they have like like their mouths well i'm saying like (laughs) ugly modeling like they're like you know that old old thing that would happen in like early 3d games where they didn't have the capacity to make like a mouth with like an inside of the mouth that's like darker or different colored. It was just like they took they like play-doh'd the model to make like two lips and they clearly don't lead to a mouth of any kind. Yes. That is what the cloud people have. They have these like non-mouths and like it's just like two mustaches instead. Yes. Yes. It's just <laughs> they're like flopping back and forth next to each other and it's like this is ugly. Like you can do better. I don't know. I, I I feel like a lot of the shortcomings of the game are like somewhat attributed to like, well, that's how it was in Banjo Kazooie. But it's like, okay, but is any did anybody like that? Did anybody can you find someone and then say, hey, what's your favorite part of Banjo Kazooie? And they'd be like, well, when the two floppy mustache mouths <laughs> flop together, like, no, that's just it's bad and ugly. It's 2017. You're a, supposedly a you know, top tier designers who've been working in the industry for decades, like do some fucking 3D modeling and make it look good. You somehow managed it with Yuka. Yuka looks fucking fantastic. Why can't you manage it with your stupid cloud man? I don't know. It It's a lot of like small things like that that build up. And then the camera is bad. I was having some really bad issues where the camera tries to organically swivel behind the direction that you're moving in, which kind of works. Uh, until you try and use the stick to like, oh, I'm jumping across these platforms. I want to angle so I can see exactly the distance and get like a side scrolling or or 45 degree angle perspective. And the game's like, nope, just kind of swivel behind you. There's one point where I was trying to do that while going across this really difficult platforming session. 
and I was holding the stick to move it to the side, and the game was literally fighting me. It was like the camera was wow. jittering back and forth because it was like a tug of war. That hasn't and happened. The game in would decades. not let up. Yeah, Zelda that's... Ocarina of Time fixed that problem with Z targeting. Yeah, and and they do have they do have that. They have like a switch the camera behind you, but like the camera's always trying to be behind you, so it doesn't even matter. Sometimes I want the camera not to be behind me because of fucking like depth of field and like weird weird angles like oh god the fucking biggest problem with camera was the first boss fight is a dude named rampo and he's a large statue at the top of a ramp and he rolls logs (laughs) down it and you're supposed to you're supposed to use your magic get up the slope ability to roll up the slope and dodge the logs and then get to him and punch him in the face pretty pretty okay idea for a boss fight like for a collectathon that's like a solid mechanical boss fight except for the fact that the the slope is a 45 degree angle and then the camera is it, it does like a fixed perspective camera on the slope angled 45 degrees from behind you so for all intents and purposes it looks like you're directed looking at flat ground <laughs> that's like, like Einstein relativity shit. Like, yeah, if, if you're on a sloped platform and your viewpoint stays the same, are you really on a sloped <laughs> platform? <laughs> yeah. And fucking like, <laughs> like you're expected for the first bits, you're expected to swerve through the logs because they come in this like staggered side by side pattern. But the the third phase is the logs come in full rows across the entire thing. So you're expected to jump over them, which is really fucking hard when your perspective is all janked out. And uh, apparently you can move slow when you're doing the rolly ball thing, which they don't really tell you. They're just like, roll into a ball and you'll go fast and you'll go up slope. So you assume that you just like, I oh, roll into a ball. And if I slow down, I probably stop being a ball, right? It's not true. You can just stand still as a ball. And I didn't know that. But... My method to get up the slope for phase three, and it took me so many tries, was to wildly zigzag back and forth as hard as I could and mash the jump button. And I must have looked like a speedrunner doing it when, when I got it successfully. But like, jeez, I don't know. It's, it's the game. You sound the you game sound is frustrated. Good. It's yeah. like you it's like, like a you six. hate fun. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I hate fun. I'm I'm on the fence about are, fun right now. Are you right getting now. there? Is it slowly happening? Like, like I will play more ukulele. I'm not sure if I'll beat it, but I'll play more. Ooh, that uh, is rough. Well, cuz I don't know how hear. long the game is. I don't know how long the game is. Like I'm not going to 100% it. I I do enjoy it as like a you have a checklist of things and there's numbers that you get for collecting things, but like, oh my gosh. And that, that reminds me of one more thing. Jesus Christ. I have so much to say about this game. I'm sorry. Um, the other thing is whenever you get to a world, so they're like in these big ass books and you like go into the book and that's the world. Um, the first time you enter a world, you have to use your pages, which are basically jiggies or whatever your, your stars, your big collectible to open the book and get in. And then when you're in the world, you go to a lot of places that are devoid of things to do. Like Rampo's ramp is not there when you first go into the first world. It's just like a, like a Aztec looking 
building and you get to the top and there's nothing. And I'm like, why did I climb this thing? There was like fire and platforming and, and enemies on the way up here. Why did I come up here? There's nothing. And then you go out of the world after you collect enough pages and a page will be like, yo, if you want to expand the world and have enough pages, you could do that. Or you can go find other worlds to go to. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll expand the world. See what happens. And it gets a billion times bigger. It's like it's like literally four times the amount of of environment and things to do in that world when you go back in after expanding. And it's like, why not? Why did you just give this to me to begin with? Because it's prettier, it's bigger, there's things to do. I don't go to places and think like, well, this is like underdeveloped. Like, why would you make that first impression? Just give me the full world, like at least for the first one or something. I don't know. It's weird. There's a lot of weird design choices in ukulele. I'm sorry that you hate fun now. I, I hope I yeah. didn't do it. I hope I didn't contribute. I'm the new George. Yeah, I, I was about Wait. to say, no, that, that, that can't be. But now that I'm looking that... Um, a lot of people are liking it, at least on Steam. I don't know. I don't know where to go to actually see reviews. Super well, like like it's pretty pretty mixed, very harshly mixed at that. Like Donkey yeah. didn't like it, and Donkey still <laughs> likes fun. Like, I will say, it's not a bad game. I have a lot of criticisms of it, but if you just want like a laid back collectathon. No, that's exactly thing. what it is. Yeah, I if, don't, you're not, if you don't like the genre, you'll you'll absolutely not like see, this. See, but, the, the thing is with yeah. me, like I grew up playing banjo, um, maybe not finishing it, but I I liked I liked Crash Bandicoot, and that was kind of like a collecticon. It was kind of not not yeah. really right. Like it's yeah, uh, like I a guess weird the platformer best, runner. The, yeah, and uh, the one I liked the most was, uh, of course, um, Mario 64. And that was a collectathon that I can get behind because it wasn't, when you really think about it, it doesn't really, doesn't really show itself as a collectathon, but it's kind of a collectathon when you're collecting all the stars. No, but, yeah, I, I think it definitely is. I think the, the big thing about Mario 64, it's, I, would argue that it's the best of its of its age. You don't get to buy anything. I, I don't really like. Except I don't really like Mario sixty four even at that. But like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to like buy Mario sixty four. It's J- Jimmy. It Jimmy? for the time a very incredibly impressive game. I can't play it. It's not fun to me. I played uh, it a couple years it, ago. It was... we'll, we'll just name one thing that you dislike about it, and we can move on. Jesus Christ, where do we begin? Oh, oh, no. oh my God, Jimmy! No, Jimmy! Mario sixty four is level design. Cut is really it out bad. the podcast. <laughs> Wait, did you say <laughs> no, good or I'll bad? I'll fucking say it. I'm bad. Okay. Mario sixty four's level design is garbage. Okay. There's just <laughs> things where you walk into a corner uh. and you disappear and appear somewhere else, and there's no indication that that is the thing. Like. Oh, oh my, I get it. It's the first 3D my, my Mario heart. game, so they made a bunch of mistakes. <laughs> I, I'm I think just I just Mario felt Sunshine my is better fracture. in every way. And, Mario and Sunshine's that, better in every let's, way. Let's let's leave the viewers, to, the listeners, to to stew on that for a while. Well, well, well. Fuck. Don't at me. Don't fight me. Mario Sunshine is a better game than Mario 64. Oh okay, cut, cut. We got it. We got to end this. Oh God, he's killing people. Get out of here.
Okay, okay, I think I think he's been subdued enough. We we got the morphine in him, right? Hey, hey, hey Jimmy, how how you how many fingers am I holding? Final Fantasy 13 did nothing wrong. Whoa. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's wrong. That's Whoa. wrong. Final Fantasy 13 is bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was trying to say the most controversial game related thing I could on and I was struggling to find something to say. Um, Mass Effect no, 3 is not that bad. <laughs> no Man's Sky is, is at least okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least okay. Which I think is actually true. Anyways. Um. Braid is garbage. No Man's Sky is a, is a masterpiece. Fucking Ocarina of Time is the worst Zelda game. Uh, let's see. How, what else? Um, fucking Donkey Kong Country was really bad. Um, Super Metroid is the worst Metroid game. Uh, uh, like even fuck, I'm getting I'm running out hearing this. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but you know what people don't argue about? Well, there's no controversy surrounding one particular game that that everyone <laughs> loves, <laughs> and it's it's a game about uh about about amphibious birds <laughs> who uh who who kill each other for some reason in the post-apocalyptic <laughs> future of 1984. It's Duck Game. What's what's this Duck Game beta? I, I saw it barely mentioned on Twitter, and you have it on your docket. So, uh, basically, um, so Landon, the guy who Landon solo developing Landon Podbielski, the guy who single handedly did everything <laughs> for Duck Game. I don't know how that guy functions because there's so much shit in Duck Game. He made all of it. And that's great. About it. I loved the interview he's, I had with him where. Where he's just like leaning back in his chair, looking off to the side of the screen with a smile, and he goes, "Yeah, ducks are super rad." <laughs> I fucking love that guy. Um, <laughs> so he he tweeted out that there's like his big changes in development oh. for Duck Game for like months that uh, that are finally like coming to a close. He well, he's doing a beta, and it's from the 11th to the 18th of this month, and the he's like he's like just tweet at me or whatever like i forgot what it was but it was like oh it was a sign up thing it was like an auto send out thing and he's like sign up for the duck game beta and i'll I'll send you the thing and i won't say god i'll i won't say what the the how to get into the beta but it's so landon like how you the method of going about it is so fucking landon and i got the email and it was like like do this and this and this on Steam, and then do this, and then go here and type in this code. And the code, I was like, Jesus Christ, Landon, it's so Landon. But it was just like I, I can't, I shouldn't say it because I don't want to just like you know broadcast what could be private stuff. But it's just the funniest shit. And when you open the Duck Game beta, it is you get a screenshot of a like like binder paper like three whole lines across it paper with a handwritten in pencil note from landon (laughs) saying hey thanks for joining the duck game beta like it it's this like full written page that's like really silly and it's like like my overlords at adult swim games allowed me to do this thing so like Thanks for trying it out, and I hope you enjoy it. And email me at this link if you have any suggestions or feedback. And, like, it's so funny. But basically, um, the Duck Game beta adds a a progression system 
for when you play games with friends and online where you get you get experience points for like for participating for winning for how many games you played and uh you unlock stuff through that and it's actually pretty cool because like the end of the game it's like like all all the stuff you did like you got experience and i got to level one and i i got an egg and i don't know what the egg is but i got it and and yeah i i haven't played much i literally played like an hour or so but um this is great i got to play with a lot of hardcore duck game fans this is like yeah i'm here in the beta and like we were like killing each other and like like pro playing and everyone was like oh nice moves like oh that was funny like this is really cool I, i remember him barely mentioning this during the interview like two years ago yeah kind of actually cool to hear it finally be a thing now years upon years later like like that's a very vague memory but it's all coming back to me now so what is supposed to be in the beta i don't i'm lost it's the whole like it adds an overarching progression system oh Uh, so instead of just like hopping into an online game and playing like for fun uh which is already a, a good thing to do because it's duck game um you can play for a bit with people and then when your session ends it racks up all these experience points for you and i think there's like a lot of, going to be a lot of like like uh you know your hats and stuff unlocks are going to be tied to um the experience points and progression so like it gives you sort of motivation to you know keep grinding out and find all the new silly shit in the game um my only negative was i played the arcade for a bit that like single player challenges mode and i there doesn't seem to be any progression system attached to that uh aside from it being you know the arcade like it's inherently progressing progression because you unlock new arcades and stuff but like uh experience points doesn't seem to be tied to that just to like online play so i don't know it's it's great it's fucking it's always great it's always been great that game was the best game in whatever year it came out 2014 15 like it could have been any year and it's still (laughs) duck game best game 2010s period um Uh, yeah it's it's coming to switch which is super exciting um i don't i hope that this like progression system is in the switch version and i'm definitely gonna buy like a hundred copies of it when it comes out uh speaking of 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 one of the best games of all years uh making a, a surprise comeback um i did actually okay. put this on our docket but bayonetta just dropped onto the pc oh, yeah. out, out of yeah. freaking nowhere yeah <laughs> like they just announced it one day and it was there the same day it, it's only 20 dollars. i bought it i played it a bit it's fine it's bayonetta it works real good i can't wait to stream it one night but Ooh. like what a what a pleasant surprise now matt can finally play bayonetta without melting my xbox yes <laughs> holy crap what a perfect ooh 4k let's go well i don't have yeah, a 4k they, screen but didn't, didn't they do something where they put out this like free to play 8-bit bayonetta game yeah, on Steam? yeah they I, this, this all happened in japan i came home and had to get up to speed because uh the the uh Eurogamer article leaked a hour before the embargo was supposed to be up so i just like searched bayonetta on steam and apparently a really crappy like 2d side scroller game called 8-bit bayonetta that looked like a fan game had actually been published by sega and, and been made by real sega developers as a teaser alongside a countdown clock on a website somewhere 
But I don't know. Yeah. For someone who was in Japan for two weeks and was on vacation and didn't look at any <laughs> of that shit, I just came home and Bayonetta suddenly appeared on my Steam page. That was that was a good day. That was a really good day. So how long before the nude mods? You oh. don't even need them in Bayonetta. Just do the good combos. <laughs> <laughs> it's already out. Yeah, I was going to say, if I popped open Steam right now, I bet you Workshop has it already. Hang but... on, new incognito window. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 um, but yeah, yeah, that's super cool, because that game is like like royalty, practically. Let's so see, there, there's a Lover's but... Lab thread. Uh, they, they have not produced results yet, but it, but it is in the works. Okay, good to know. Yes. Wow, I bet you just sold the game to a lot of our viewers just now. Uh, I wonder. Good, Bayonetta is fucking great. Do you think? <laughs> do you think box. that there's a market for making making a, a, an account on like Pornhub or something to upload videos that are game reviews specifically of games with nude mods applied? Uh. I, I, it's like like straight up analytical game reviews. Oh yeah, like, I don't know about analytical, really but but there are channels <laughs> that like poke fun at, at the modding scene. If not, no, I'm not even saying poking material. fun. Just like just like straight faced reviews. Someone's gonna do it know. now. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Uh, whoever out there is gonna bank off of my great idea they're, they're uh, probably gonna be making way more money than youtube Hi! Hey, got him. speaking <laughs> of uh making money off of things that just go away suddenly uh oh, the, the, the nes classic <laughs> will be uh ending its production cycle soon uh yeah, the last shipments will go out to retailers yeah. this month. People, people who care are devastated. I don't. Yeah, know it sucks because I know us are like, among them though. I clicked the the tweet thread for this for when the article about this went out, and like everybody replying to it was like, "Oh, that thing that I've never been able to get a hold of because it's fucking sold out everywhere for always is not happening anymore." Great. That's good. I'm really happy that yeah, I can't give you my money for the thing I want. Really bizarre is that they decide to end their production run before they've even met demand. That's weird. Mm -hmm. But this thing, I think, was also kind of marketed as a limited edition collector's item run yeah. from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel bad for the people who really want it who can't get it, but, like, I have absolutely no interest in an NES Classic. I have an NES, like a, a regular one that can play all the games instead of just what is it, 60 or something yeah but what it? about like a dusty old dad who uh just like wanted to pick one up for <laughs> what was it 60 bucks yeah something like that um they got more expensive quickly though but yeah I, i'm i like i'm saying like for the people who really want it i feel bad because this seems like a very premature end to something that is in demand by a group of people uh, for seemingly no fucking reason but whatever sorry dusty old dads um the 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 <laughs> assumptions floating around are that they are doing this to migrate the nes classic library over to the switch whenever the eShop goes to try to push for more switches being sold instead of nes classics in which case i have to wonder if the demographic is the same because it seems like the I, I don't know if this is what really ended up happening but it seems like the intended 
audience for the NES classic were like casuals, like like old people, the dusty old dads, who, yeah. who probably don't cross over with the market for the Nintendo Switch, which is some like uh, high concept, uh, wacky new, uh, more yeah. experimental thing rather than 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 something I don't see dusty old dads from the eighties. I don't see the dusty old dads playing Breath of the Wild or Arms or Splatoon two, like. Also, can we just talk about how weird it is that Nintendo didn't even have their eShop ready to fucking go live when their new console came out? I feel like that's a massive, huge, ridiculous oversight. Yeah, it seems like that's an impression I hear from a lot of people who have a Switch is there's like weird things missing that should be there, like like save game transfers. Yeah, like why can't, like, not that I, you know, would would have bought it if there was an eShop because it's like not in my budget right now, but if the Switch had launched with an eShop... You know, and I and I got it. You know how much Metroid Fusion I would have been fucking playing all the time on the go on my Switch in glorious, mostly good P mm-hmm. resolution. Like One that sounds great. P. Yeah, that's a lot of P. <laughs> <laughs> There's a podcast title right there. That's a lot of P. Um, <laughs> great. Speak. King of God, things that uh, begin with P. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things that begin with P, there's a, a new teaser out for an upcoming Bandai Namco project. They're marketing it with the tagline "Prepare to Dine," which sounds like Dark Souls' tagline "Prepare to Die." I don't know if you guys care as much about Dark Souls and Bloodborne as I do, so I'm just going to quickly run through this thing. Sure. It looks uh, super neato for a fucking nothing teaser, teaser trailer. Uh, in which we see like a bloodborne-looking Victorian vampire man dashing across some steampunk rooftops, and in, in like a really, really pretty painterly-looking style. And mm. it'd be cool if the actual game looks like that, but I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I'm gonna pop up in this trailer and see what you're talking about. Uh, oh, this looks neat. It yeah. does not follow the same motif as other FromSoft um, projects, though. There have been a lot of recent quotes talking about how. FromSoft doesn't want to keep making Souls games, at least, but I don't see why that would stop them from doing Bloodborne-style spinoffs. In fact, that is, like, my preferred method of sequel. Like, whenever whenever sequels kind of take a different direction and go into a new IP, but with the same mechanics of old, like, it, it seems to hit a really high mark, like, like uh, with, with, with Bloodborne or, or, like, KOTOR and MGS3 kind of, kind of run that same gamut of ditching the sequel baggage for for a prequel so so far removed from the originals that that doesn't even matter anymore so this uh looks like looks like bloodborne style but in a very different aesthetic style which that's an oxymoron of a sentence uh either way yeah i'm i'm happy i'm excited i i i i i like matt said i i i like them I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at this right now, like I prove I'm, wa- I'm watching this teaser again and this looks really fucking cool. Like, I hope that the game looks anything like this, <sighs> this teaser, because that like bit at the end where, yeah, where it's it's like <laughs> it looks like the silhouette of Ryuk from Death Note. Right, right. Stand, yeah. And, and then the, the oh, you guys the, like, are awful. The girl with the fucking cool like musket with a with a bayonet on the front is standing there and it's like it's like that hyperlight drifter bit. Yeah. The, the drifter standing there and there's the big fucking yeah, she, she I don't know what they are, dudes. Beehive here. I'm thinking of bayonetta. Yeah. Can't can't stop. She has a bayonet. Oh. 
Uh. Everything is present and accounted for. <laughs> this looks great. I I don't know what it is, but it looks great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things looking great, uh, people like the new Nintendo Direct host. Ooh, everyone seems it? to think he's a cute boy. Ooh, cute yeah, boys. In general, I thought the direct was like pretty fairly good. Uh, did you watch through it? Uh, yeah, I, I watched most of it. I caught like the tail end of the 3DS portion and all of the Switch portion. Um, I will. Uh, okay, <laughs> thing that I'm salty about because I'm a salty nostalgia boy. <laughs> they were like, "Yo, it's Kirby's 25th anniversary," and I was like. <gasps> And then they were like, here's some kind of mediocre three spin-off games on the 3DS. And I was like, that's it? Is that is that it? Wait, okay. You're gonna have to explain something for me. Yeah. I keep seeing this this happen with Nintendo fans where they and Sonic fans to a degree. And maybe it's because okay. the publishers like make big announcements about anniversaries. But it seems like fans of a lot of big franchises like Metroid expect a game release to come out for uh, like zero or fifth year anniversary, and I don't, I don't. When when did that start? Like like, I, it's well, it, I mean, it is a thing that Nintendo has been doing for quite a long time. They okay. put out something special for their anniversaries. Um, in general, I don't expect it, but if they're going to be like, "Yo, it's the twenty fifth anniversary, we're doing something special," like, what's the first thing that comes in your mind? It's a game release. And these Kirby games, like one of them is literally like, it's a, I think it's free to play four player boss fights. And like, it's like you you have Kirby classes. Like one is like the fighter and one of them is the healer. And like, you just fight bosses. It's like Monster Hunter, but in like a tiny ass 2D Kirby boss screen. And I'm like, yeah, I but guess. I mean, shouldn't. Shouldn't the, the, the conditions of the market and the technology and, and the demands of the season necessitate whether or not a real game comes out versus the, 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 the arbitrary number? I mean, age is just a number. Yeah, no, I agree. It just seems like this is a very not that special thing to say we're doing a special thing. Yeah. Like the only, one, like the only one of these three Kirby games that interested me is the one where it's like it looks like Super Mario 3D World in like the levels and stuff. Oh, it's like, like kind of isometric? It, yeah, like a little bit. Like, I, I think you could... Well, you know, it is isometric. Um, But just, like, looking down on this, like... Like, it's a 3D level, but it's not like a world. It's still very much a crafted, like, video gamey level that you move right, forward right. in. Um, I thought that was interesting because we haven't really had a proper 3D Kirby ever. <laughs> ever. We haven't had one ever. Like Kirby 64 is still a side-scroller. Yeah, it was still a side scroller. And so I think that looks interesting, but I don't know. I I feel like especially with 25th anniversary of Kirby and, you know, fucking every other game, uh like put something out on the Switch or tease it or something. That's what people want is the lineup to just get filled up. Yeah. Just don't fuck up anymore. Everyone's tired of seeing Nintendo fucking up. Well, I mean, there's Minecraft, you know. So, uh, oh yeah, the Switch will have Minecraft on it, so it'll do fine. Yeah, yeah. It's also gonna have Payday too. <laughs> I think that's that was not that specifically, but in general, that was my thing that I liked about this direct. 
was there like, yeah, we got your Splatoon and we got your arms and we got your whatever. Also, here's third party stuff that's mature, like M rated, not like Nintendo tones. And we're telling you about it and it's happening and it's really coming out and like we're supporting it. And I'm like, yes, do that. Like they had the fucking like THQ games coming out on there. What is what is THQ go by now? It's THQ something Quebec. I don't know, but I thought THQ was like bankrupt. Yeah, there there is like. Uh, let me Did someone it buy THQ, the name? Shine Mora. THQ Nordic. Yeah. THQ Nordic, yeah. not oh. Quebec. Um, uh, back when I did my video, it was just Nordic. Yeah, yeah. I think Nord- Nordic cannibalized THQ. I guess. Gotcha, gotcha. To make that, but um, cannibalized in the nicest meaning of the word. But um, yeah, they're they're like they have some like ma- mature e like action games from them coming out on there, and I was like, these look interesting and cool. There's like a there's like a shmup that's happening, but it has like adult themes and like. It's like existentialism in it or something. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, good. Good job, Nintendo. Also, ARMS actually looks pretty fun. Like it, the headline says, Rob Banks with your friends. Payday 2. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, so, so all the Switch library is missing to like really tap into that like mature adult audience is, is like TurboTax. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'd, I'd buy I'd buy TurboTax on the Switch. That sounds like a that sounds like a thing I'd be interested in. What could in. go wrong? Nothing. New TurboTax, you. Uh, yeah. Speaking of of things being okay and kind of good, uh, All right. Microsoft is now offering the uh, they're they're now offering refunds for Xbone and Windows 10 games that are following like the uh, the Steam guidelines that. Steam started up last year, which is also a sign of the world getting better, despite yeah, despite the uh, gravest of concerns. Mm. Um, so once they roll this program out, uh, you will have 14 days to play a game up to two hours and decide if you want a refund or not by the end of those two hours. Yeah, there you go. That's that's it. That's the rules. Windows 10, Xbone, refunds, coming. Screenshots wow. for the uh, presentation leaked out early ahead of schedule as as they usually do, but but sources at, at GameSpot that they are hooked up with have confirmed the story. This uh, should be made official sometime soon. I don't think we have a solid date on when this policy is going to be rolled out, though. Yeah, now you can... Now you can finally get your money back for what was that? What was that kind of mediocre game made by the Alan Wake guys who made Metroid Prime? Fuck. Uh, not Alan Wake. Uh, 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 what's? I, I think we're both uh, thinking Record. of equally different mediocre games. Yeah, <laughs> I I was thinking of Quantum Break. You were thinking of Record. Yeah, Halo Five. Oh no! But Halo Five has good <laughs> multiplayer. Yeah, but the story was pretty bad. Who buys Halo games for stories anymore? Whoa! I mean, I did. Okay, hang on, hang on. George tacked on any more at the end of that, which is true. Because Halo 1 through 3 and Reach and ODST were pretty, bungee pretty ones. good stories. Yeah, the bungee ones. Sorry, 343 yeah. Studios or whatever. but I guess you're right. 
I'm sorry. I played Halo 4 and they were like, and there's this wizard guy. Oh, no. I'm like, Halo I don't 4 know. was bad. That was the beginning of the <laughs> end. And then Halo 5 got worse. I don't want to throw shade on it, though, because like I, I played hours of Halo 5 multiplayer on a friend's expo and had a blast. Well, the game doesn't mean and the game is bad. And then you stopped and then you forgot about it. Until I mention the next one, and I'm not going to play the like Gary's Mod <laughs> Forge version. I want, I want tight competition. If they make a P- straight PC port of Halo 5's multiplayer, I'm game. Mm-hmm. What if they just released the good Halos on PC? What if they just did that? There's rumors circulating right now that they're going to do uh, Halo 3. Halo 2 got a weird mm-hmm. ass Windows Vista port that not a lot of people what? remember. Halo 1 had a what? super good v- PC version, but Halo 2 had a uh, Windows Vista exclusive launch release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like supposed to be the killer app for Windows Vista. And uh, there, there was some controversy where the ESRB had to stamp on a nudity sticker because what? when you uh, got an error in the in the map editor, it would show you a picture of uh, one of the developer's buttocks. What? Yeah, wait, wait, I really it wish a, more people guy, remembered right? this. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because okay, you got like an ASS error, so they were like, eh. Anyways, uh, speaking of the bottoms <laughs> of things, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's bottom this out. Let's wrap up. Who are we, everyone? I am Jimmy. I also go by Sunder. You can find me on Twitter at SunderCR or on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash SunderGamer. Um, and yeah, find, Twitter is where you can find all the shit that I do in my weird ramblings about ukuleles and whatever and bushes and bushes and tribes and uh enjoying danny o'dwyer enjoying japan god i i didn't even know who danny o'dwyer was aside from his name before we had him on the podcast now i'm absolutely obsessed with his show he's a sweet boy no no clip is so cool watch all of them he just seems like the funnest guy it's it's danny o'dwyer is what i want to be when i grow up um (laughs) but what i am right now is 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 youtube.com slash bunny hop show i'm uh gonna put out a few videos and and then i hope after a few weeks of solid content come out that i'm finally gonna make the jump to patreon we'll see but but I i got some weird plans coming up and and i think that's gonna be like step one of some big moves i plan on making in the next over the next year. Cool. Don't, don't want to um, talk to him now. I'll keep you in suspense. I'm youtube.com slash the bottom basement floor of a game center. <laughs> where I show the, the one where all the weird games are. <laughs> I'm I'm the one where all the weird games are. That's where you can find me. Come come join me in J-Pan and we can have some fun with some cocoa I mean, butter. You got to... You got to give yourself some credit. You have like 24 hours of Japan footage that you're going to turn into a really good video. I I know. I just need time. Uh. You have a day of footage. I have a day of footage. It, it's it's a terabyte. I, it's a terabyte. God. If anyone wants to know, it's a it's a terabyte of footage that I got to go through. This guy was holding his camera while rolling and recording every single time I saw him in Japan. <laughs> as, as soon as he entered the country through the departure gate... His camera was rolling. <laughs> when, when we left the country at the departure, Kate, your camera was rolling. Listen, listen, I'm not going to go to the country and and leave people hanging. I got I to gotta show it all. I got to gotta, gotta show it all as much as I can. Gross. Gross. <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, that's that's us. We're we're cute, sweet boys. Watch our stuff. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right. Push. I'm stopping my recording. <laughs>